In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. That's right. Listen to Dan the Dad. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Booking Institute, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, fighting District Attorney Vincent K. Babe. What's going on, man? How are you? What the fuck? Yeah. I'm, I'm seriously thinking of adding a, a new version of that shirt that just says worst WWE show of the year. Actually, that's not what I was talking about. JLB's grounded. I mean, you're supposed to be on the show, man. He's grounded. He's a doo-doo poopy head. Doo-doo poopy head. Yeah. Doo doo poopy. Also playing with a new layout while I shared this because it's it's brand new to Streamyard, a picture in picture layout, which is actually pretty darn cool. It's pretty cool. So, but we don't need to do that because we don't need to show that off anymore because it was a stupid uh, show yesterday. Oh my gosh, that was that was a terrible raw. It was a doo doo stoopy head. You know the sad part is. I think if you take the time down, the things they eliminated are the really bad parts. Maybe, maybe not. That fucking egg thing. We literally booked the stupidest thing we could think of and ended up in ended up being better than being, what they being booked. better than what they ended up doing, yes. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, what? No, no, this is I was going to be jacked if it was gobbledygooker. I was like, yeah. yes. Effectively, they turned it into another 24-7 title bit. Let's For have a while, people, yeah. Yeah, let's have people run around chasing it, trying to find it, and then... Because they want a $100 million egg. Mm-hmm. I'll exchange this $100 million egg that I could get easily $10 million for on the black market. Yeah. For a shot. For a shot that big Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Entirely different story if Drake Maverick is the champion. <laughs> Sorry. I am, I am so hoping, just uh, talking of that, I'm so hoping we get to see some Rockstar Spud soon. I love that, that promo you got after you got fired. Yeah. It heavily hinted towards Rockstar Spud, and I'm, I'm happy about that because... I'm I'm telling you guys, if you're out there, you're you're watching or listening, and you have not experienced Rockstar Spud, you've only experienced Drake Maverick, you're missing out on most of what that man's capable of. Yeah. Um he is far more capable than WWE ever really gave him credit for. Um, and yet still can be funny, right? But go just go to YouTube and search for Rockstar Spud. Uh, try to find some of his stuff on the indies before he signed with Impact. You'll see some really great stuff there. But even that, I said it a year and a half ago when he was first cut the first time. The first time. That, uh, that Rockstar Spud versus EC3 
may have been one of the best matches in Impact Wrestling history. And I'm I'm not I'm not taking it back. I said what I said. So Kurt Angle was there for like nine years, dude. Hmm? Kurt Kurt Angle was there for like nine years. Yeah, I don't care. I said what I said. I will say this: Kurt Angle's prime was in in uh, Impact. He also developed an addiction while he was there, so that's yeah. I, and and again, I th- here's the deal: is Kurt Angle by himself can't put on a great wrestling match. He needs a partner. He needs someone else to do it with him. EC3 was the perfect partner for Rockstar Spud to put on this match. I'm not the only one who who says this, right? Um, I, I believe it's it was a a what culture countdown uh, that named it as one of the best matches in Impact Wrestling history. <clears throat> so, moving forward, we do I'm not I said what I said, and you, and until you watch it and everything, you can't you can't deny it. Get it. You got to watch it. True, true, true. Yeah, you're, you're, it's so good you have to defend it. It's it's phenomenal. It, it's it's just so overlooked that I have to defend it, right? Wow. Wow. Right. I wouldn't have to defend it if more people watched it. So fucking get on it. Go watch it. If you watch that match and want to come at me and say, "Hey, it's I don't think it was one of the best in Impact Wrestling history," that's fine. You can say that, but until you've watched it, I don't think it was. Have you watched it? You know, I don't understand why we have to get down to semantics here. <laughs> That's exactly my point. <laughs> so, yes, you mentioned uh, that JLB is supposed to be here. Um, our to. co-host from Canada is apparently uh, no-showing us, um, which Still really makes me angry because he had time to whore out on another podcast today. Um and then just skip out on this one, man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck those guys. Man. Fuck those Raw and Order guys who gave us gave me my first platform that that yeah. wasn't just me talking about movies. And, yeah. And, uh, with listenership, fuck those guys. Yeah. Anyways, uh, in I case you guys solitaire, so I, I'm yeah. a shitty human being too. Yeah. Uh, in case you guys can't hear, I am in the process of losing my voice a bit, so um, I'm coughing a lot. I'll be muting my mic anytime I uh, uh, have to cough, hopefully, um, but I might not catch it all, but just so you know. But I guess on that note, we're going to try to get into you got the, Rona? the show. You got the I Rona? do not believe I got the Rona, but I have not had a negative test yet to say I do not. I haven't been officially exposed like no one i know no one i work with has has had it so i'm it's symptoms wise aside from the the sore throat it doesn't really line up it's really Ah. a bad sinus infection that forces me to breathe through my mouth at night unfortunately that's what i had for when i had the Mm -hmm. rona i had the rona i had a breakthrough case just so everybody knows um i'm not gonna I don't need to tell you my vaccination status, but my size, I should have gotten much more sick. So I had a breakthrough case. Um, went into the doctor. The doctor says, it looks like a sinus infection. And four days later, I took a Rona test. And they're like, yep, you got the Rona. 
Yeah. I I almost always get a sinus infection this time of the year. It's the weather change, the the drier air. I have to put a bunch of humidifiers around the house just to do it, but it it happens. I guarantee you, you go back to a year ago, these podcasts, a year ago this week, I was probably talking about a sinus infection then too. So anyways. Anyway, moving forward. All right. Well, we're going to move so, on. Before we get we into go. it, though, we do like to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnisco Podcast Network. So you can head on down to the doobly doos down below. Click that link after you get done with the show, of course. But click that link to tatnisco.com. Check out the other shows on the network there. Uh, tell them we sent you and then come back for our next episode uh, coming up on Sunday. Um, and for the first time in a few weeks, it's going to be a non-pay-per-view review. It'll be an actual regular episode of Raw and Order for once again. Or we'll talk wrestling crimes, which I'm sure we'll yeah. have a lot after. Well, I mean, just fucking Raw. Yeah, we could fill an entire episode just on Raw. You want to do another WBU? Just fucking Raw. Yeah, just fucking yeah, Raw. Raw, Raw, Raw. But anyways, we're going to get into the fantasy booking. The rules of this are pretty simple. If you're new, we're going to take turns challenging the other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance and sometimes don't even think of them in advance because we think it's more fun that way. Or maybe it's just it funnier. I don't know. Well, or maybe it's, not. It's, it's more time consuming that way. Yeah. There's a, uh, but he's yeah book, uh, book, book Becky Lynch. As the AEW, uh, no, the TNT TBS, um, no, no, not Becky Lynch. Do do Oscar as the TBS champion? I mean, I guess you could do Oscar as the NXT champion again, like she goes down there, or you, or you could do you could do Big Swole as the NXT champion, um, or or I mean, if you don't want to do women's champion, I guess I guess you could do. Do book Sammy Zayn back down to NXT as the women's champion. One of those. Yeah. One of what? I mean, give me seventy-four options. I love that guy. Sometimes. Yeah. So, anyways, do you have one? We open the floor first. Does DFA want to go first? Well, I'm going to ask a serious question. If I can be serious for a moment. Was your planning based on JLB being here, or did you plan at all? Um, I planned uh, not really heavily, and it was not necessary that JLB is here. I did not do a major um, draft the entire women's roster again sort of a thing. Both of them? Both of them? I didn't do that. So Both, Both of the women's rosters? Both of them, yeah. Draft all of the women's rosters. You need to draft Raw, SmackDown, Impact, and AEW. Oh, cool. Well, that's 28 people. No, I didn't do that. Um, All right. Um, I'll let you go first since you have one plan. Okay. I'm going to try and decide what I want to do with my head. Okay, so mine is pretty simple. Uh, Watching Raw last night. Oh, shit. Fuck you. I was absolutely pissed with the way they handled handled Finn Balor. Okay. Um, just a former Universal Champion, you punk about like that, like the dude who the dude that beat him or didn't beat him didn't that that kicked his ass mm-hmm. last night was the guy he beat for the Universal yeah. Championship. Um, 
and here's I, I get it. You're trying to build Seth Rollins up as a heel, um, you know, and all this stuff. So he tax them dirty and all that stuff. But yeah, there, there's a better way to do it. So what I want you to do is book Finn Balor right on the Raw main event. I'm taking the handcuffs off you, though. I mean, you've got freedom to do whatever you want. But book Finn him Balor, right. right. Yes. He doesn't even have to be champion. You just have to book him right. You have to book starting, him starting strong. Today. Yeah. Okay. What do you do to fix Finn Balor? Okay. Um, I don't know that I bring back the demon, but I do bring uh, Prince Balor um, in more into the forefront. Uh, we have to start with some promos. We have to almost almost with that uh, that that introduction that he did in NXT. That introduction that he did in NXT. Um, and I think I think we start with that. Can you turn down your speakers or something? Are, are you getting feedback? Yeah. Well, I'm just getting an echo. That's fine. Hold on. And I don't know if you know what it's like to hear me, but it sucks. Do, do, do. Oh. We're gonna fix okay. it this way. Okay. I was experimenting it, with no. It headphones. wasn't. It wasn't that way last last time. I don't know why it's so bad this time. Yeah. Who knows. Anyway, uh, okay. So we'll go back to headphones. It's fine. That's fine by me. Um, so anyway, uh, what I what I I start off with with Balor cutting some type of promo. We have to have a reason for him to make a transition back into the prince. Um, and I and I probably start with you. You guys sent me back down to NXT to save it. And I saved it, and then you messed that up. When I came back up here, you know, type of thing. I don't know how he became semi-Australian. I have a really shitty accent. Maybe that's how he did that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, and and the only way I can fix this. Hold on. Done. Okay. Um, the only way I can fix this is by being the prince, just like I was down there. Um, I, I probably have a run where he's taking some mid cards. I'm not saying he's a mid-card guy. I'm saying cleaning out the mid-card, the, the, everybody from Apollo Crews um, to Sheamus to Riddle in a one-on-one. Um, and Riddle's a, probably a, fortune, a future world champion. But right now he's mid-card. Um, and, you know, uh, have him work his way through the roster with just this this dominant one-on-one streak. He cuts one promo, and then he comes out as the prince. And in real matches, he kicks people's asses. But when he's challenging them, he comes out and distracts them during their their next match. So um, he comes out and his music plays, and he does the thing and all that. Um, just to get him that exposure. And then the next week he has a match with one of those two people. And they're both going, ah, what do I have to do? And they don't know. Like, like they don't know until their match is done which one of them is going to face him. It could be the loser. It could be the winner. He just decides that he's going to take on one of those two and shows it by that. And then just has, has his fire-ass matches, his, 
the I mean, one of the best sling blades in the game. In fact, um, Seth Rollins stopped doing the sling blade. Be, probably because Finn Balor is so good at it. It's almost impossible to watch Seth do it. Um, so, you know, we, we see the sling blades. We see the kicks to the corner. Just challenging his way through the roster. Um, not a full, I want a title or anything like this. Um, but a, let me show you how to put on a great match. He can even have some losses in there. But losses that are 8, 12, 14, 16, 18, 30-minute um, matches, somewhere in there. Um, you know, uh, and, and a couple wins over, you know, guys that you just think he's going to beat. Um, but very little talking after that initial promo. And then when the match is done, whoever, whatever happens in, in the match that he comes out and interrupts, he just comes out and he does his point. But he points at whichever one he's taking the next week. That's it. That's all he does. The prince is going to fire. And that's it. And that's six months, eight months of that. Finally, he uh, ends up taking on, uh, I believe, Shin, no, not Shinscape, Damian Priest at SummerSlam. Um, so he's running these sequences. He doesn't win the Royal Rumble. He has, um, he's, he's in the goofy ass match at, at, uh, at WrestleMania. It's okay. This is going to take some time to build a truly dominant character. So when there's multiple people involved, he has a struggle. It's okay. He's 187 pounds. So if there's, you know, if there's, uh, uh, almost in a battle Royal, he's likely to not win. It's a battle Royal. Nobody's ever going to say, hey, Finn Balor is the guy to, to be the next HBK or anything. Finn Balor needs to be the best Finn Balor. And so, uh, and this isn't dogging on him. It's, it's saying this is what WWE is limiting him from. And so he loses the, the Royal Rumble, uh, but has a great showing in it. And so he's also in the number one contenders match at Elimination Chamber. And he doesn't win that because there's because he's start to finish, and he's the last guy to be eliminated in the elimination chamber by the last one in, whomever that is. Um, and you just run these sequences time after time after time of in, in the in the large group settings. He doesn't get the win, but he gets the win in one-on-ones over and over and over. And he's just challenging and not a lot of promos. Maybe a vig, vignette. I almost said vignette. A vignette. Little fuckers in our heads are still. Anyway, um, and yet backstage on occasion, I've been working my way through the roster. I'm going to get that, and and finally he takes on Damian Priest because I think Damian Priest can hold the Intercontinental Title for a while, or the U.S. Championship for sorry for a while, and then he beats Damian Priest in this angry Damian Priest mode. I don't need I don't need a I don't need the uh, demon back or anything like that. I'm certainly not bringing him back just for random because demon doesn't lose. Well, now he has, so well, can't really play that game anymore. Um, oopsies, the ring broke. Sorry. Um, and so um, he takes on Damian Priest and has a short run with the U.S. Championship. 
I make Finn Balor the first the first WWE guy because this is this is obviously happening in WCW and other promotions, but the first WWE guy to take his mid card title and have to drop it because he wins the world title, the WWE Championship. Um, he has been the first Universal Championship champion. He has not been the WWE champion. Uh, by this juncture, I believe that we have a Seth Rollins. Um, uh, WWE champion. This is a very good time to tell the story of the of their history, um, and I think Helena sells the time to do that. So, um, obviously, once he has the U.S. championship, he goes on a tear, wins all of his matches. They even put put him in some triple threats with a with a Sami Zayn and a um, and and a Damian Priest again. Um, or something along those lines. Uh, that could be shortly after SummerSlam. Um, and then at Hell in a Cell, he challenges title versus title, of course. Um, you, you, he, even if, if Seth wins, which he won't in my booking, but if Seth wins, um, he gets the U.S. title so he can drop it the next time. One of them is going to be the first ever both title holder. The primary reason I think that we need to do that at some point is it does bump up the value of that title. Um, the Miz did this in his match with, with Roman when he beat Roman for the... Uh, or, I'm sorry, Roman did this when he had the Intercontinental title and Miz beat him for the title. Miz, was, Miz had to cheat to win and Roman had elevated the title quite a bit, the, the IC title. Um, and the Miz obviously did a great job of elevating this as well, um, just because he's a dick. <laughs> um, and then at Hell in a Cell, um, we stack a bunch of chairs on Seth, and he starts beating the chairs with a toolbox as a callback to the worst Hell in a Cell moment in history with Seth. The ref looks like he's going to call it. And Finn Balor gives him the drop, gives the ref the drop kick in the corner, peels all the chairs off, and starts just beating the hell out of Seth Rollins. Um, they try and get another ref out there. They get the ref inside the ring. Um, they don't do a climb on top. None of that happens. Um, they get the, the another ref inside the ring, and Finn Balor gets the one, two, three with a second ref getting into the Hell in the Cell match because then Balor prevented the first ref from doing the stupid shit that happened in the worst Hell in the Cell moment in history. Um, so it looks like... So far. So far. <laughs> so it looks like that's what they're going to do again, but they don't do it. They have it kind of come full circle, but then Balor's like, no, I'm going to win a Hell in a Cell match the way a Hell in a Cell match is won. And then he wins it. That's how I do that over over about a year. I mean, it, it's that's almost a year away. So um, that's an eleven month build. Um, you know, I, I didn't insert. I, I didn't get as specific. Obviously, um, uh, what's his name does it for for not what culture, but for Russell Block. You know, yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah, might be it. Uh, Adam Boyd, 
he gets a little more time to think about these. So he he books individual matches and series and stuff like that. And I I just think I think working your way through the roster is the way to do it. I think any one on one match he wins. And I think if it's if it's a you know if it's a fatal four way, um, it's okay for him to lose it. If it's a elimination chamber, it's okay. If it's a gauntlet match, it's okay. Um, but but once you have a one on one, he wins it. Um, and I, and a lot of these are, are longer matches because you want to show that conditioning, you want to show that that grit through that time period. Um, Hell in a, that Hell in a Cell match needs. I'd almost do a Hell in a Cell Iron Man match, like, but I don't want to over overdo it. So, um, I, I think the primary thing is, is number one, you have the opportunity to correct the set thing from before by having the other guy be like, "I'm not winning it that way," and taking out the ref, because again, there's no DQs in Hell in a Cell, so you can take out the ref and prevent him from playing <laughs> in a DQ or a. Um, whoa. Don't worry about it. Just keep talking. I'm reading it. Hold on. It's, it's Hold painless. on. There's stuff to read here. It's 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 pain painful self promotion. Don't worry about it. Okay. Anyway, so that's what I would do. Oh, oh. Okay. I, I, I see what we're doing. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's how I do that. What are your thoughts? WWE, I, I, are you listening? Because anything like is better than the shit you did this week. <laughs> well, and and you can like you have. I don't want a monster Finn Balor. I don't want this unbeatable Finn Balor. There's got to be a reason for him to lose. Like you can you can also have him be attacked blindsided. You don't have him start kicking Seth Rollins' ass, and then Seth Rollins just whoop, I, he switched it on me, and now now you can beat the fuck out of me. Like I said, anything's better than what they're doing. Me, me personally, I think um, being a Finn Balor fan, a Prince Devitt fan, I, I think he is one of the WWE wrestlers most in need of a heel turn. More so than almost any, more so than Damian Priest, more so than Seth Rollins being a heel. More, you know, uh, peak. Prince Devitt was Bullet Club Prince Devitt. When he was the leader of this evil faction, because I don't care how popular Bullet Club was, they were the bad guys. That was the storyline. They were the invaders coming in. It's just like NWO were the bad guys. Even though they were popular, they were the bad guys, right? Um, And that's what Bullet Club was, is they were the invaders in New Japan. And they used pack mentality, much like NWO did, to win their matches. And so a ruthless Finn Balor who's willing and not the smiley Finn Balor who wants the fans to like him, a ruthless Finn Balor who's willing to do whatever it takes to win the match. And that can mean cheat to win. That can mean purposefully knocking the ref out if he thinks that ref's gonna gonna count the, the pin against him or whatever that means recruiting some friends to be on his side and and back him up Hmm? yeah they fired all of his his friends so far so he's got to make new friends right 
Uh, but just having people out there to help distract the ref. I mean, the simple fact is he should be doing exactly what Kenny Omega is doing or was doing in AEW. Because right? that's how they led their factions. That's how they, they led exactly their factions. Led the same one. So. Same faction. Exactly. Um, that's the way I would do it, personally. Have them just go on, kind of like you said, go on a tear, but you did it more of the baby, fa- plucky baby face sort of a thing where I'm. Uh, no, gonna, I, I, I want him to be a tweener. I want him to be um, in between. And, 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 and for me, I think. Nobody knows who he is. I think full on heel is the way to go. All right. That's fair. Because he's never truly been heel in WWE. No. No, as close as he got was the Gargano kick. Mm-hmm. God, I love that kick. So it was great. It was great. Oh. Sorry, Johnny. So, so they they could they could start off his heel turn immediately with something like that. Who is the most over baby face on Raw? Biggie. Biggie. Okay. So you you recreate that exact same storyline. Biggie is being challenged by. A couple baddies, right? Like oh, so he comes out as because the new day's not there. I got the new day's not there. Big A's Biggie's being challenged. It's it's uh the hurt business, right? Whoever from the hurt business is still on Raw might just be Lashley and MVP now. I don't even know. Fucking draft. Anyways, um but they're out there challenging, talking. They look like they're gonna double team. Biggie Finn Balor makes his way out for the save. Looks like he's going to be on Biggie's side. Betrayal. Ooh. Oh no. Ooh. Boot to the face. So. Anyway. No, I, I, I dig either way. I dig. Anything's better than anything's better than a Cleopatra's egg. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're not going to fantasy book that again because we actually did it on the pay-per-view yeah. recap better than WWE did. And that was us joking about a, a terrible yet funny way to do it. Yeah. I And I, we don't even want to talk about it because it's in such poor taste for a company that just cut a bunch of wrestlers for budgetary reasons to have a whole storyline. A $100 million egg. $100 million egg. That's why they cut all those people. They needed that $100 million for a stupid egg. (laughs) The Rock posted a sandwich. (laughs) Right after the pay-per-view. Instagram, this is my sandwich. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll I'll point out, I think JLB even mentioned it, but uh, as of right now, The Rock did more for Impact Wrestling last year when they inducted Ken Shamrock into their Hall of Fame than he did after WWE did a four-hour pay-per-view dedicated to his 25th anniversary. Yeah. Yep. Rock owes it to me. I mean, everybody kind of owes it to me. So, yeah. Anyways, we will move on. What is your challenge to me? My challenge to you, there's an event coming up. We do not know how it will go last year. Your favorite wrestler of all time showed up at that event. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Um, 
book it. That's usually a sign that there's a star coming. Or the one time it's happened, it's been a sign that a star is coming. Um, I feel like they're going to have a star again this time. Um, I don't know who that is. Uh, I have uh, a a, uh, assumption, but book who it is and book their involvements, their, you know, book them through revolution, you know, not a long time, just enough to give us their involvements. If they're going to be in matches, if they're going to be a coach, if they're going to do this, if they're going to coach, who are they going to coach? Who, who are they going to challenge? Um, what what aspects of them do they give as a coach or not as a coach? What aspects do they give as a leader? If they're a leader, if they're a wrestler, if they're uh, a lone wolf type guy, whatever it is, book Winter is Coming for the person who will be revealed that Winter is Coming because we're assuming that Winter is Coming is going to be a person revealed. I'm saying that part. That's the only part of this that we don't know for a fact. So yes. the only part we don't know for a fact that is is that it's a person. I'm gonna say it's a person. Book the person okay. who it is. Um, if they if you don't have a name for them yet because they there may be a kayfabe name involved, um, make up the name if you want mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah. Okay. So so um, I, I'm gonna first say who is probably coming. I think I think we all are fairly. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah, on the Bray Wyatt train. Um, who am I booking to come? No, not Bray Wyatt. Oh, really? Okay. Nope, not booking Bray Wyatt to come. Um, I was hoping uh, for a prediction, but you're gonna book it. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I. I'm, I'm gonna book it. Who? Someone who very well might come. In fact, um, I can check something really quickly here. Uh, to see if there's a. Chance in hell. No chance. That's what you've got. Do, do, do. Sorry for this absolutely riveting. This moment of silence brought to you by the library. So yes, so uh, the the first big name. I, I think there might be multiple big names, um, but I don't know contract situation on a couple of them. So I'm not really booking them. The main big name that um, I'm speculating will be there is is someone whose contract reportedly runs out on December fifth. And as of right now, has not signed an, uh, an extension or renewed his contract. Okay. Um, and the reason I had to check something was there is something very telling that happened tonight that could predict a little bit about what's happening. Um, and that is the first surprise is, uh, is going to be Johnny Gargano. Okay. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he can go under Johnny Gargano because he has that name. So he'll be Johnny Gargano. But that'll be the, the title that hits the, the thing. Johnny Wrestling. Um, okay. Because in, the reason I had, to add, I had to check something really quickly is that the thing that was really telling tonight on NXT 
Johnny Gargano was in a triple threat against uh, Carmelo Hayes and Pete Dunne uh, for the NXT North American Championship. Okay. Um, and Dave Meltzer speculated that if Johnny Gargano won, it would mean it would be an easy way to tell that he signed a contract extension of some sort. Correct. Correct. Um, and he did not win. Carmelo Hayes retained. Okay. Um, and so, you know, the, the speculation is that that's in, an indicator that Johnny Gargano has not signed a new contract and he'll be gone December 5th. And Winter is Coming is not until December, what is it, 15th? Something like that, yeah. So, a full week later. Um, yeah, because it's, it, it's a rampage. So, yeah. Nope, Gargano's getting pulled up on SmackDown with his new SmackDown contract, and then he's getting let go next week. Yep. I would be so pissed. I would be, be absolutely so pissed. pissed. I, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. Johnny Gargano, if you're watching, which I know you're probably not, but if you are, if you happen to come across this, don't don't go up to SmackDown. Don't sign a SmackDown contract right now. Don't. Unless you can get something guaranteed in it. Get some guaranteed money built into it. And lots of it. Take care lots of your babies. Of yep, baby. Take care of your baby. Um, anyway, moving forward. But I don't so, want that, what I just said. So, so. Johnny Wrestling. Um, and I think it's a, a perfect time for him to come out and and go back to his baby face because okay. I think he's by far best as baby face. So what you can have is you can have it be an extension of the um, men of the year versus uh, like inner circle sort of a thing. Okay. <clears throat> Men of the year attack and beat up Sammy Guevara backstage. Um, Sammy Guevara. And then they're out there bragging about it and all this stuff and say, Inner Circle doesn't have anyone out to come out and get me. And and Ethan Page and me like, no, no one's out there going to be coming out to get me. Lights go out. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Ooh. Wrestling. Johnny Wrestling. Boom. The happy face. Johnny Gargano comes out. Because Ethan Page versus Johnny Gargano is a match I really, really want to see. Be a good match. Yep. Be a phenomenal match. Right? Um, the, other, the other speculations that I'm going to say is we know that... Um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly's contract is up soon. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's every chance that we get a Red Dragon reunion with him joining Bobby Fish, which would be really perfect for for <clears throat> after the betrayal. The Bucks are for shoes. Yeah. So that after the Bucks are forced to choose. Mm-hmm. Well, even even not forced to choose because and this on on um rampage last week rampage um yeah. they they abandoned Bobby Fish out there yeah that's what I'm saying um <clears throat> and so Bobby Fish now is not on the elite side because he's been abandoned. Well, we don't know that for a fact unless unless there was something on dark today. 
I don't know if there's anything on dark. I haven't got to watch this week's Beating the Elite yet, so they might have mentioned it on Beating the Elite, but um, but no, I mean the the implication there is that Adam Cole valued himself more than he valued his friendship, right? And so he left Bobby Fish for the dogs. So you can easily have Kyle O'Reilly come out and join up with Bobby Fish because they have history pre NXT. Yes, they all do, right? Um, so get Red Dragon or Red Dragon. I've heard it said both ways, so I don't know. I prefer Red Dragon because that sounds better to me. But anyway, uh, back together, and then you can have matches. Adam Cole and Nick ja- Jackson versus Red Dragon. The Young Bucks versus Red Dragon. So on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. And some fun fun back and forth there to help fill the time here. Um, especially with, let's be honest, we know Adam Cole is going to eventually go after the AEW Championship. He's going after. That only makes sense to do. I mean, mm-hmm. he's Adam Cole, well, baby. Yep. But you can have some filler matches in between. Have a filler feud here. I mean, it took took them almost two years to finally book the Hangman hey, Page Championship, yeah. right? So take your time on it. You know, throw in some other matches. I mean, Red Dragon versus almost any one of those could be phenomenal, right? I mean, how long ago did, did uh, Undisputed Era break up in NXT? A year and a half. Yeah, something like that. Year ago, whatever. Um, that means it's been that long since we got to see the Red Dragon uh, tag team finisher, which is one of the best finishers in the game. The high lows. The high lows. Yep. So good. So much fun. It's it's so good that the the Young Bucks and and um, Kenny Omega. Well, not Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega and, and Hangman Page tried to do their own tag team finisher. That was the V trigger and Buckshot, and it doesn't work. No. And it doesn't work because they're both hitting the same area. And the high low works so well because one's coming at the top, one's coming at the bottom. You're going down. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, so that's the other one that I think uh, could be high on on the list of showing up. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if but if uh, O'Reilly's ends in December or doesn't end till January. So I'm not sure on that. Fair the enough. same thing we kind of heard about Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. I think the speculation is his ends in January. So I would speculate that that he's not the case for Winter's coming, but Johnny Wrestling very likely could be. So that's who I would book as the surprise show up for winter's coming um they they also could go off the wall and get someone like not actively wrestling kind of like they did with sting get another big name from the past to show up but i just don't know who out there could show up and have the sort of impact that sting did that's not in wrestling you know what i mean i i think there's only one other name and that's Kushida or Okada. Mm-hmm. If the door is open, that's that's gold. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see Okada soon. Uh, I think they're building to that with the whole um, best friends as members of chaos 
thing. Yeah. I also think we'll probably see um, Osprey sometime in the not too distant future. I'd but, like to see that. I just don't know. I don't know how promising that, that it, it feels well, less promising than Okada or. Yeah. Well, the thing that I think holds back Osprey a bit right now is I think they were really trying to build up for Osprey versus Omega at some point. And Omega is. And with it, Omega being out with his multiple injuries, um, you know, I think that might put that on the back burner a bit because Omega versus Osprey would be phenomenal. But let's be honest. Osprey versus Sammy Guevara would be a ton of fun to watch. Osprey versus Hangman Page would be a ton of fun to watch. Osprey versus Adam Cole. Wait, waiting for Adam Cole to super kick him out of the air, sort of a thing. Yeah. Osprey versus Osprey's Johnny one of the Gargano. few people who could reverse a super kick in the air somehow. <laughs> like, what? What just happened? How? Okay, so you have Gargano. That's yes. your guy. That's my guy. Okay, book him through Revolution. What's he do? So he he obviously comes out and um, kind of uh, de facto member of of the inner circle. Then I don't think I don't think he needs to be a member of the inner circle to be this because we've we've talked before about uh, faces doing face things. Heels doing heel things. Correct. And one of the things we've mentioned before is that uh, a heel can choose to only come out when it's his friends in trouble, right? Um, but a face, a true face, comes out when anyone's in trouble. They're a hero. They're a hero, right? And that's what he would be in this case, is he would be like, listen... You made sure the inner circle couldn't come out and defend themselves. But you didn't think about me. So he, so he gets to be the plucky baby face hero in this situation. Um, he gets to continue to kind of do that. I mean, the simple fact is there's no shortage of, of heels that he could face in um, AEW for the time being. In fact... A match we never really got to see in WWE could happen in AEW if this happens. And that's Danielson versus Gargano. Yeah. Because Danielson definitely took a heel turn. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, and so that could be another part of the thing. Danielson's beaten up on the uh, the uh, Dark Order people. And he comes out and says, listen... You're having all this fun beating up on the Dark Order people on your way to to Hangman Page and everything. I get it, right? You're ready for that. I just don't like watching you do that. So why don't you beat on me? If you can. Um, and and that, can, that can be a loss, but a respectable loss. Oh, yeah, definitely. Doesn't have to be a win. In fact, here's the deal is nervous feel, the next time he comes out, loss. Oh my gosh, he's coming out. Is he oh crap? I don't want him coming after me again. You know, almost almost where Danielson is avoiding getting called out again. You know, the mm-hmm. the 
you can do the the time limit draw or you can do the I this close, you know, type thing. And here's the deal with Danielson being a heel, you can do the heel victory. Yeah, yeah, you can um, do kicks in the nuts. Mm-hmm, <laughs> or whatever. Or whatever, right? Or you can do the uh ultimate babyface loss, the pass out to the LaBelle lock. Yeah. Um and and still have heel after he's he's won and Gargano's out, he refuses to let go when the referee tells him to. He's won, but he keeps him in there for a while. Build up Gargano as the ultimate babyface. That's fine too. Um, and he can continue to kind of do that, be the be the ultimate babyface, you know, willing to accept any challenge. Uh, you know, uh, AEW has had no problem with face versus face before. So after defending the the honor of the inner circle, Sammy Guevara could be like, I'll give you a shot at my TNT belt. Yeah. And they put on a banger of a match. And Sammy Guevara, I mean, this can elevate Sammy Guevara with a victory there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then you could have you could have a Guevara or a, a Gargano versus Jungle Boy just for mm-hmm. the additional exposure. Yep. Um, and again, a Jungle Boy win. Or, or a time limit draw. I love their time limit draws. I understand they've only had a couple of them, but I love them. Yep. I've I've said before, I think it's time for AEW to have a DQ finish. Um, I don't I don't want them. They have to be careful with it. I get it. I feel like Aubrey needs to be the ref that does it though. They uh, they they don't want to turn to it too often. They don't want to become WWE where every no. other match is a is a DQ finish. But but it it become it it violates your belief system if they say, "Oh, be careful! You don't want to get DQ'd." But no one ever gets DQ'd. No one ever gets DQ'd. They've had one DQ in their entire two year existence, and it was in an Iron Man match. I I think the best way to do it is to have the the chintzy DQ, not the the illegal hit, not the foreign object. But more like the you're getting the five count in the corner, and you just keep wailing away. That's fine. Fine, you're DQ. Yeah. I think or, that's the route to go. You you could even have the the um the numbers game DQ, where where the ref catches the 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 young bucks help helping Adam Cole win or whatever. But here's the deal is again, I'm not it's important that they walk this line that they don't have it happen multiple times, but one time helps build up him as the underdog. The only place you can do it multiple times is is retain my championship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to retain my championship by intentionally getting DQ'd or counted out or stuff yeah. like that. The count out. And that's the deal. I, I hope they do that on the next heel champion. Because it'll be a while. They're going to keep it on Hangman Page for a bit, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, someone's going to beat Sammy Guevara so he so they can be heel TNT champion. Yeah. That's fine. But have them, have them do the just, I'm taking my belt and going. Champion's advantage. Yeah. It, it gives a reason for the, the, the cage match. Yep. And then you can go with the cage match. And so, but... Um, so, I mean, I, I just like the idea of, of Johnny Wrestling being the ultimate babyface for a while. He can even tell stories. 
you know, about how he's here to wrestle, but he's also here to provide for his family. His wife's at home pregnant with their child. I got to make the money to take care of my baby. Come on, man. I got kid. I got kids. Um, no, just kid. Just kid. kid he's yeah. only well, not, not, not kid yet. Kid yeah. coming. Kid on the way. Um, well, right after he has the, the kid, he calls Heath Slater and says, hey, man, can I, can I give hey, you a prop? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I got kid. <laughs> I got kid. But, but so, you know, you can do, I mean, that, that can even play into his challenge for Sammy Guevara. Say, listen, man, you know, I got nothing against you, uh, but I'm new here and I, I got a pregnant wife at home. I need the extra paycheck that a TNT championship could bring me. So I want a shot at that. And Sammy Guevara can be the, the defending champion and be like, you want it? You got it. I don't turn down challengers. You know, make them both look strong. Sammy Guevara can still win. Johnny Gargano will still put on a phenomenal match. Um, You can even build up to uh, a Johnny Gargano versus Andrade match. I mean, it was fire. (laughs) Yeah, the times before they did it. Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black match also was fire before. And both of them are heels. So you can build up to, you can have Johnny Gargano show up to help Cody. Because yeah. he's getting double teamed. And again, when when you're the you're the face, when you're the good guy, you come out to help anyone. So this isn't about him aligning himself with Cody. This is about him seeing that Cody was being treated unfairly, going out and doing it. And I think it would help Cody get some face pop again. Good. For a short time. For a short time. Well, it, it, it definitely gives you an avenue for Cody to turn mm-hmm. if you're if you if they are gonna finally do it and, and let the fans have what they want. Yep. Um, you know, he can turn on Gargano. Yep. That's uh to the after point. Gargano, yeah. like literally the day Gargano saves him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right after that match, they beat Andrade and you know Black, House of Black. They're celebrating in the ring, crossroads. Just boom. What, why would you do that? <laughs> I didn't need your help. Crossroads with his feet on the second rope is a call out to a particular warden. <laughs> but so that that's how I would probably do that. Leading up and, and that could be revolution, Cody versus Gargano. Yeah. In fact, that's a really good good place to have have that feud start. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I like your I like your defend Guevara, but you know, um, there's not a lot of time to build for Revolution. But you could do that. You can have two feud, feuds built. Well, I mean, uh, Revolution's not usually till February, so we got two months. Yeah, that's what I mean. So. Two, AEW doesn't do. You know, 17 feuds in two months. Not usually, but you know, when you in when you bring someone in, there's a few weeks of just sometimes them doing whatever, feeling it out, sort of a thing before they immediately go into something. I like the idea of not hot shotting him immediately into the main title feud, though. 
Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know that he is a main title feuder. I think he could eventually be, but not right away. Um, but you know, there's, to some people, that's a criticism of Ruby Soho, them bringing her in immediately, hot shotting her into the main title feud. Yeah, I I don't agree, but I can see where those people are coming from. So. Cool. I, I I was astonished you didn't try and book Bray. You know, here's the deal. Bray's been fantasy booked to death uh, and all sorts of things. I, I think he's the obvious surprise, if they have a surprise. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think people talking... are, are planning on this being a Bray Wyatt showing up or mm-hmm. whatever his name is, Wyndham Rotunda. Um Mr. Rotunda as Mr. Rogers character type thing. Um, but, you know, they own the name Firefly Funhouse, but they don't own the concept of a guy doing a cartoon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a puffin show. So I don't know what they'll do. Um, I, obviously, I'm so generic that I want him to be basically Bray Wyatt, only not Bray Wyatt. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But anyways, on that note, we'll move to our game. Our new game. <sighs> this is back and forth, man. Okay, this is going to be back and this forth. Be, this will be weird. We haven't done it this way. We have not. Um, So pick or pass. That's the rules of the game. Are simple. We're going to start with two wrestlers. I'm going to challenge him. Pick one, pass one. He adds one back to me. And we go until um it's over. I don't know. Um. Usually it devolves. So we're going to see, we're going to test the theory as to whether JLB is the reason it devolves so much. It usually is, but. <laughs> um, so I'm well, going to say. I mean, JLB is the kind of guy who's like, you start off with Ric Flair for goat and, and he doesn't throw you in Jericho. He throws you. you Duke, know. The dumpster drowsy. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, what? Okay. Well, well Dumpster's going to be in there forever unless I get someone shittier than him. Um, Repo Man. <laughs> so we're going to start off. We're going to start off with two people we just mentioned. I think it makes sense. Gargano, Cody Rhodes. I thought you were going to Repo Man. <laughs> I was like, well, this is shit now. <laughs> nope. Um, in their full capacities or mm-hmm. in just the performer capacity? Um, just their on screen. Just their on screen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still taking Cody. Okay. Um Gargano Champa. Gargano. Tough one, but Gargano. Um Champa. Um, Champa Triple H and his prime, prime Triple H. Prime, God, I really love the Goldie gimmick. Um, Triple H, but it has to be interview before his first title, Triple H, which I really feel like was the prime Triple H when he called himself, I am the damn game. So we're talking 99 Triple H. 
Okay. So Champa. Hangman Page. Oh, that's tough. That one's a tough one. Um because you don't have a you don't have enough time frame of seeing who Hangman is as a champ. You don't. Um, <laughs> you know who champ is as a champ. You, you want to punch him and hug him at the same time. Hangman Page. Okay. Uh, Champa Dexter Lumet. Oh, fuck me. Champa, but good choice. Um, three years from now, that may not go that way. Um, Dexter Loomis, Alistair Black. Got to go, Alistair Black. Um, Dexter Loomis, Bray Wyatt. Dexter Loomis. Uh, that, that's a. I, I feel like that deserves a, a reason why. Dexter Loomis has only been one type of psycho. Bray Wyatt, because 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 they've been played out and improperly done, his psychos are over until he comes up with another form of psycho, which sucks because. Fiend, Fiend Bray was the only one that really got bad, in my opinion. Like, wasn't great, but uh, I I enjoyed Firefly Funhouse. But I really, I really liked Eater Worlds Bray. Really liked Eater Worlds Bray. They messed up Eater Worlds Bray so much by having him lose all the goddamn. Yes, time. yes, yep. And he, he, he and, and they messed up Fiend by making him win sometimes but lose at the dumbest times okay. yeah so um you're getting bray versus shana baszler baszler i don't blame you ray Or John Cena. Prime Cena. Uh, Bray still. Um, Cena was always the same story. I feel like Bray could bring a a different story in. So, um, yeah. Bray. Um, Cena... Orton. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, story behind that a little bit. I, you know, I think as an as an overall performer, I think Orton has more upside. Okay. C- Cena, Cena does have the the performance part of it. He is an actor who's also yes. a wrestler. Orton is a wrestler who also is a character. Right. Yes. Um, that's kind of my thoughts on it, but it is, it is a tougher choice than it really is at first glance. Right. 
um, Cena or CM Punk? I was going to go there. The feud that never ends. Oh, fuck. Phil? Um, don't kill me. But you're always the same thing. I mean, with the exception of the straight edge society, you're always you're always Phil. And uh, there's something for the to be said for the charisma of Cena, so I'm gonna take Cena. Fuck me. That's a tough choice, but I hope people understand why sometimes the well, fuck them if they don't understand. You listen to the first hour of the podcast, you can just shit all over this one then. Yeah. Put it in the comments. Bitches. Get in the comments. If you know who that's from, Brendan Lee Mulligan is the best. He's not dead. So putting him up there. He's <laughs> okay. fucking murderer. Um CM Punk. Brian Danielson. Oh, I almost was going to go there. Um, Danielson. Okay. It's it's also a close one. For this, I think it's just in-ring work. Uh, you can talk all you want about mic work and back and forth. Um, and uh, and this is a, the best mic work in the game. Yeah. Second only to maybe The Rock. Yeah. Ever. Um, and, that's, and that's the deal is, is you know, in the end, you and I have talked long and hard about how we're not Danielson at heart people, but you cannot ignore his ability, right? You're not my cup of tea, but he's phenomenal in the ring. So, yeah. Um, CM Punk or Matt Riddle? I'm taking CM Punk. <laughs> now, if you said Matt Bro Orton, Matt Orton, <laughs> Matt Brorton. Brorton, yeah, that's a different story. Uh, so, Matt Riddle, Miro. Um, Miro. I'm trying to throw you a little bit of age to Miro. Miro. Okay. Uh, it's a tougher one, but Miro. Uh, Matt Riddle or Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar now or Brock Lesnar first run? First run. Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, the long run, the 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 twelve year run, uh, would lose to a lot of people because he never, he's never there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and again, it's not dogging on him. Props to him for getting the contract. It's like the coolest fucking contract ever for him. Who gets paid to be there twice? Um, so anyway, 
You suppose he called up Lanny Poffo and asked him how he got such a great deal. Said, hey, Lanny, you know how WCW paid you to just stay at home? Do you think I could get WWE to do that for me? (laughs) Maybe. Um, so you've got, you've got Matt Riddle. I feel like this one's too easy for you, but for our fans, it makes a lot of sense. So Matt Riddle, I don't know if I want to go here yet. I'm going to Matt Riddle, Ronda Rousey. Matt Riddle. I feel like there will be a moment where you choose Ronda though. Yeah, I or I'll choose Ronda. <laughs> yeah, I don't like her. I don't like her in wrestling, but gosh, she brought some eyes. She brought eyes. Here, my biggest problem with her is she didn't go through the rounds. She was just brought in as a celebrity hotshot to the main roster, main feud, right? Whereas you had Shayna Baszler, who had not quite the same pedigree as Ronda Rousey, but still MMA pedigree, badass MMA. And you had her go through developmental and build up. And now you've pissed down your leg with her. Um, but so, uh, Ronda Rousey or Jake Hager? Ronda Rousey. Jake Hager or Lance Archer? Lance Archer. Yeah. yeah. Jake Hager. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Um, Jake Hager. I held off doing Jake Hager for a long time because I worried that he's going to be the bottom for a while. So I, I, I don't think he has to be. Um, well, okay. Before I, he starts throwing in shitty people. Before need... he start going shitty people. That's what it really comes down to. I worried that he was the turning point. We'll see. I don't think he has to be again. Um, Jake Hager. Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane today. <laughs> Still Sammy Zane. Oh wow. Ugh. Um I'm trying John, to keep it from devolving. I, I don't know. I understand. That's where it's it's tough. Um Jake Hager or whatever the fuck's the name of the guy uh, uh, America's Top Team. What's his fucking name? Which one? The main guy. The Dan? Yeah. What's his name? Dan Lambert. There we go. Jake Hager. I think we have our way out of this. Jay, uh, Dan Lambert... Or Don Callis. 
Dan Lambert. Don Callis or Don Callis or Jim Cornette. And then you have to finish the devolution of this. No, I, th- I think we'll find a way that we can get Jim Cornette out of the bottom. Where we would choose Jim Cornette? As a manager. Like his in-ring work. Fuck you. I think... Don, I, I'm taking Don Callis. For all of the level of performance... I think I think there's a way. I, I do agree with you. I think there's a way out of this. So I'm going to say Don Callis or uh, uh, sorry Cornette. I think it's four or five people though. So you're going to get some some offerings that you're not going to like to get us out of this. But Don Callis, Jerry the King Waller, or uh, uh, Jim Cornette, Jerry the King Waller. Um. Fuck. It's going to be ugly to get back to good, but I think there's a way to get to good here. Fuck me. Jerry the King Lawler. Um, Wow. Jim Cornette or James Mitchell? Oh, fuck me. Cornette. Fuck you. I want to get back up to an upper card. We we can get up there. We can get up there. Okay, show me. I'm going to give you James Mitchell or Abyss, the guy he managed for a while. I think I don't. I don't. I don't have the hatred for James Mitchell Mitchell that you do. I don't. I think in his places he has has those things. I like Abyss, but frankly, I Abyss in many ways was a one trick pony. Um, and not saying James Mitchell was not a one trick pony. Abyss uh, also played his own brother, yeah, sort of pony, uh, two trick pony. Uh, so I'm gonna take James Mitchell. So it's him out of here, and, yep. and by doing that, we get Abyss. I mean, mm-hmm. we get a, a multiple uh, time TNA champion, Abyss, <coughs> Christopher Daniels. Abyss. <laughs> Christopher Daniels or Kazarian. This is just us using the people that we know that that you might actually choose the one that we don't want. <laughs> Christopher Daniels. I'll take Christopher Daniels there. Okay. I like Kaz too, though. So I love uh, Kaz a lot. But now uh, we're back in, in championship level. I mean, we can start uh, with Bobby we'll, Roode. We'll, we we'll, we'll keep James it in Storm SCU. Uh, Kazarian or Scorpio Sky? Scorpio Sky. Only because he was younger while he was with SCU. Um, and still is younger, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, not, like he's, not like he's fucking magically got older. You're, you're out of SCU and you're suddenly 52. <laughs> Oh man, uh, um, my back hurts. <laughs> um, 
So this, this means uh, I've got Kazarian, and um, I, I'm going to move Kazarian to the Impact Era Kazarian, and I'm going to put him with James Storm. Uh, Kazarian. Yeah, I knew you would say that. That's why. Uh, James Storm and his beer money partner, Bobby Roode. In, in the beer money era? Beer money we'll, era, yep. Um, shit, dude, you should have made me take Bobby Roode now. Um, I'll take James Storm, but not by much. Bobby Roode during Beer Money was fantastic. Fucking fantastic. Bobby Roode is another example of WWE taking something and pissing down their leg. Oh my god. He was great in NXT. He was great. Well, and and he was great in NXT because he kind of was the same character, sort of. You know, uh, the the I'm better than you sort of character. Yeah. And then they brought him up to the to main roster, and they decided, well, um, let's try to make him face for a while. Bobby Roode hasn't played a face ever in his fucking life. Yeah. But, but people cheer the glorious, so we need and, to have the glorious. And now that makes him a horrible heel because they tried to make him face. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fucking stupid. Uh, Bobby Roode. Uh, so you gave me. I, now I have Bobby Roode left, so Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler. Um, current era Bobby Roode. No, I'm gonna give you beer money, Bobby. Roode. Beer money, Bobby Roode. Uh, and Ziggler then, in his prime too. Ziggler in his prime. I'm still gonna take Bobby Roode first. So I love Ziggler in his prime. Oh, you're gonna Zig- you're gonna find me somebody. Yeah, Z- Ziggler in his prime was pretty good, but I I really liked Beer Money era Bobby Roode. So, um, Ziggler, Chris Sabin. Ziggler. Um, I'm going to give you an easy one because I know you're going to say no to this person and I'm really excited to pick this person with whomever you throw throw at me. So I'm going to give you Chris Saban versus Austin Aries. And I know you're going to be like, fuck Austin Aries. You are correct on that. (laughs) Um, uh, Frankly, Austin Aries might have been the way to get us out of the the Jim Cornette uh, hole. Because I would take an Austin Aries. I love it. He's great. But he's a dick behind the scenes, and I understand yeah. that. So, uh, Chris Saban. Okay. Um, Austin Aries. Or... You can go with Austin Aries' first title run, and I can guarantee I'll pick Austin Aries. If you can remember who it is that he beat. But I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go Austin you Aries. you Bully Ray versus Austin Aries? Nope. Okay. Austin Aries, Pack. God, you're kind of a dick. These are dudes I don't like because I don't like their I don't like their characters either of them. But I love their in-ring performance, both of them. Pack Pack is better in the ring. So I'll take Pack. You really thought I was gonna take Austin Aries there. You should have given will, me fucking Bully Ray. I will, I wanted to make it tough for you. I'm gonna give it to you. Bully Ray Austin Aries. Bully Ray. As Bully Ray, as fucking world champion Bully Ray, I'm sleeping with Brooke Hogan Bully Ray. Yep. 
Go fuck yourself. I, I hate Austin Aries. I That's hate him. so fucking stupid. I fucking hate him. I told you. He could have got us out of the Jim Cornette hole. He could have got us out of the James fuck Mitchell me. hole uh, pretty easily. So, Austin Aries. Austin Aries or Andrade? Austin Aries. I'm not, that's not a dog on Andrade, but Austin Aries and Impact was fucking great. I know, shit on your own self. Um, did we already say Alistair Black? I think we did earlier. Didn't yes. Okay. Um, Andrade, I'm going to do it. Andrade Charlotte. Andrade. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. But now we're at the top of women's division, which is easy to bring back the top of men's. Charlotte, um, we'll just keep, we'll just keep it top of the division. Charlotte, Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Um, Charlotte, Nyla Rose. Nyla. Um, you really hate yeah. Charlotte right now. I do want, and I also think there's a huge upside to Nyla. I really do. I think um, it's a longer term upside too. Yeah, I I think I, I think unfortunately both Nyla and Hikaru Shida got hamstrung by COVID by being champions yeah. during Nyla at the beginning of COVID and, and without fans. Yeah, yeah, without fans, and then Charlotte uh, and then Hikaru Shida through the most of it without fans. And then losing it on their first night back with full fans. Yeah. Um, Charlotte or Sasha Banks? Um, right now, I don't call her the best women's wrestler in the world, but I did for most of this year. Because um, Becky was pregnant. So I'm taking Sasha Banks. We already know who, what the answer is if we put Becky against Charlotte, so I'm not going to give you that out. Um, I am going to challenge you a little bit here, and, and I am curious. Becky, I know. There she is. Yeah. Quit touching her like that. It's inappropriate. Stop it. I'm doing that. Take that then. Charlotte and Nikki Cross specifically. I said Nikki ASH, you were fucked. You were taking Charlotte. Sanity era Nikki Cross or solo era Nikki Cross? You can pick. If you want to get out from under Charlotte, take her solo era. If you want to, if you want to leave Charlotte in play, take her sanity era. Well, I'm, I'm going to say we're going to do five more minutes of this one way or another. Okay. So we're, we're going to do a countdown. Hour and a half. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, we can say Charlotte nonstop because we're trying to avoid going down. Um. I'll do solo era Nikki Cross and I'll take Charlotte. So for you, solo era Nikki Cross, 
And um, we'll go back to Hikaru Shida. Zola or Nikki Cross still has a crazy time. Mm-hmm. But Nikki, but Hikaru Shida is the, the, the longest reigning women's champion ever at AEW. I'm going to go with Hikaru Shida, but I think I have your move here. Um, Solo Era, Nikki Cross, Abaddon. I'll take Nikki. Yeah. It's not a bad move either way. Abaddon's in-ring is probably a little better than the Solo Era, Nikki, Mm -hmm. but... But the the promo means something there. Um, it's also easy to easy to to get somebody to take Abaddon without having to devolve the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, we're we're gonna keep it dark. Abaddon or Rosemary? Again, good example. Um, I, I'm gonna take Abaddon. Um, I really like Rosemary in the ring, um, but Abaddon pre that bit Britt Baker match. I'd probably take Rosemary. Um, that's how good Britt Baker is. Just so, if people are wondering, Britt Baker's so good that she made me choose Abaddon over over Rosemary, which is a pretty big move. Um, Rosemary or Havoc? Tag team partners. Rosemary. I can't blame you. Um... Havoc or artist formerly known as Nia Jax? <laughs> Havoc. <laughs> um, Nia Jax. Now we may be to a, a that, devolving. That might be a devolving, but we might be able to rescue it. I, I'm, I'm thinking there's a chance here. Nia Jax or Vicky Guerrero? I think you found it. Nia Jax. <laughs> And I think we and I think we can get a reason to take Vicky. Um, Vicky Guerrero, or Chavo Guerrero, but specifically in his uh, golfer gimmick. <laughs> I'll take Vicky. Um, Chavo golfing or Raven as the golfer gimmick. Whatever Raven was before that. Uh, Johnny Polo. Chavo or Johnny Johnny, Polo? Yeah, Scotty Flamingo, Johnny Polo. Um, Chavo golfer. Johnny Polo or Oz? Oh yeah, yeah. We did yeah, not save we, it. I we thought did not we saved it. it. We did we, not we, save it. We were it. trying hard. We're but... done. <laughs> um, uh, Johnny Polo, Oz. Trying to push it back up and get Oz off there at the same time. Um, Oz or Dr. Isaac Yankum? I think we can pull this off. I think we can get back to main card. I'm, I'm Oz. 
I think I think Oz. Yeah. I think I think Oz was I think Oz potentially had potential. It was hamstrung by the timing of it. I really by think. the name Oz. Well, and and the timing. I think I think uh in early 90s they didn't have the the technology or um capabilities to do that character justice. Anyways, um this will probably be our last one. So we've got Isaac oh, Yankum. There has to be one more after this because I have one that I think I can just I can keep it quality, but really make you go fuck you. Isaac Yankum or fake diesel? <laughs> Same dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're different. Uh, I I dug the Isaac Yankum and 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 Jerry Lawler. Um thing with Bret Hart. I don't know why. Probably because I was fucking 14. Um, you were it, fucking 14? Was... <laughs> you really that's shouldn't horrible. do that. Yeah, that's no, horrible. That don't do that. terrible, dude. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take Isaac Yankum and for our last one since he had to make it creepy, it works out really, really well. Isaac Yankum or Seven. Remember that promo was fucking fire, but the character to build up to it was creepy and was disgusting and horrible. Mm-hmm. But the promo was fucking exceptional. <laughs> Isaac Yankum, I can't take seven. But you could but... easily—I mean, you could see where somebody would take seven. Literally, okay. all the guy ever did was a promo. Okay, so so we got one more. Because we have to do this. Seven or Black Rain? A Black Rain. Yeah. Because you got the promos and you got the fucking... The the matches with Abyss. Okay. Anyways, on that note, we are done with the Fantasy God, Booking Institute. We're going to close the book. Dustin. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, we could have we could have done the artist formerly known as Gold Dust for one of them. I probably would have chose seven over that because of the promo. The the artist formerly known as Gold Dust just wouldn't. Fail. But but on that note, we're going to close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of fun on the show. So if you joined us for the live stream, thank you. If you're watching us later on the replay on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, also, thank you. Or if you're listening to the podcast version of it, wherever fine podcasts are, also thank you. We appreciate that. But you can do us a favor. You can support us in a way that's super easy and free for you. And that's a like on a share on this podcast, right? Wherever you're listening to us or watching us, click that like button. Click the subscribe button so you get notified when we go live. And share it with your friends so other people know about it. That's the best way to support us. But if you also want to support us in other ways, we do have our merch store. It's on Facebook or it's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, raw and ordered wbu.myspreadshop.com. The link is going to be in the doobly doos just down below so you can find it there. Uh, you can get like the worst pay per view of the year so far shirt. And I'm, I'm probably going to make worst WWE show of the year so far because they fucking, they seem to do it every week. Um, but, uh, you can go there, you can buy a shirt or a piss ant podcast shirt or hat or a <clears throat> Ron order WB police Academy. Or if you're going to a show, 
you can get yourself an autograph shirt right there. Get it all signed by all the people at your show. That one signed by all the people that were the Zello Pro Show that we went to. And yeah. it's wonderful. And I love it. And I'm going to try to put it up there. I just got to figure out how to do that. How to have it up there. Haven't figured it out yet. But you can do that. Or you can go to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash raw and order WBU and support us that way. You can also support us by following us on social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU on pretty much any of the social medias except for on Facebook. You have to find me at Pissant Podcast because for some reason or other, I couldn't choose Raw and Order WBU there. I don't know why. So you can also follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K. Fabe, and that's only on Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I'm a slacker. I mean, you can find me other places, but you have to figure out who I am. Yeah. Which, yeah. if you know who I am, then you probably already have my Facebook. So. We're gonna find you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. But go on. But we will be back on Sunday night. Hopefully, my voice will be back by then too. Makes it really hard to start a new job when your voice starts going like this. First thing makes you get out of making a bunch of phone calls. So that's cool. Anyways. Um, but yeah, support us, like, share, and subscribe. Um, earlier, you might have seen the little ticker going across. If you want to start live streaming, whether it's video games or or doing your own podcast live stream or just getting together with your friends and BSing about shit on live screen, uh, we use StreamYard. There's a referral link in the doobly-doos for the podcast that you can sign up, get $10 off your first month, and uh, help us out that way. So uh, click that link if you want to do it. It's super easy. It's so easy. I could even set it up. Um, ah. It's seriously. Um, so yeah, help us out in one way or another. But on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Um, we, think, we proved it's JLB's fault. And we did. It, it, it came close, but it never got as bad. It, it never went to... to uh, uh, Bastion Booger. Bastion Booger. I gotta get rid of Giant Gonzalez. He was Bastion Booger. Sorry, guys. But, but on that note, we're gonna close the book. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you soon.